You're listening to Source with Stu Finer. Hello, everyone. This is your source, Stu Finer, coming to you live and personal Source with Stu Finer, podcast number 34. We're going to nail this one with the NFL Playoff Edition. Approaching the Super Bowl, which should be a phenomenal matchup, no matter who it is. We're down to four teams. Uh, no surprise, New England Patriots. Well, maybe some surprise to some people, not to me. Kansas City Chiefs, probably the most dynamic and best team in the NFL so far this year. Los Angeles Rams, after choking last year, Sean McVay's got him in a position. You win one game and you go to the big dance. And Sean Payton got Drew Brees back to try to win his second Super Bowl. Without Greg Williams, without putting a bounty on Brett Favre when he was at Minnesota, forcing overtime. Otherwise, they don't even win one Super Bowl. If you look at the games prior to that, let's just recap before we go right into it. And oh, by the way, I am so happy that Alabama got absolutely fucking humiliated because Alabama is almost like New England. If they get to the championship game, you almost pencil them in winning. There has to be either an aberration, there has to be a fluke from God, or the other team has to stand on their fucking head to such a level, a la Nick Foles last year, played maybe arguably the greatest game any player's ever played as far as the quarterback. Or if you're going to make a mistake and give Patriots a Super Bowl, you don't give it to Marshawn Lynch. Bang, interception, bang, you give them the Super Bowl. But pretty much, Alabama, if they're in the big dance, if they're in the big game, they're going to win. And I'm so happy that Clemson pissed all over their fucking face. I cannot be happier because especially from a gambling standpoint where every fucking sucker was Alabama this, Alabama that, they're only laying six, they're only laying five, they're only laying four, Nick Saban. Do you know Stu Nick Saban's God? Do you know Stu Nick Saban's Jesus? Do you know Stu, I would let Nick Saban fuck my grandmother in front of me, fuck my mother on YouTube, fuck my wife, even if she's a virgin before I married her, because it's Nick fucking Saban, all right? It's Alabama. You can't beat Alabama, Stu. You don't make any money betting against Alabama, Stu. Well, fuck you and fuck Nick Saban and fuck Alabama. Because Clemson humiliated Alabama, which is rarely done. Rarely done. Now, if Georgia didn't spit the bit and choke last year with a 14-point lead really going back now two years ago, they should have beat Alabama in the championship game. They should have beat them. They should have fucking beat them. They really should have fucking beat them. And that's what I believe. So again, if you want to go through it right now, first of all, congratulations, Clemson. Uh, they met the president at the White House. They had fast food. That's how the president rolls. They had a great time. They were banging out Big Macs left and right. I did a video. I did a parody on it. Everybody loved it. I banged out eight Big Macs, which really is not going to be good for my weigh-in. Um, how many actually did I eat? I ate five. Uh, I mushed together three, and then with my hands like an absolute disgusting fucking pig, I ate two more. So I ate five Big Macs the day before I'm weighing in. Not a good position. 
Uh, I'm not a bulimic, so I cannot throw up. So my weight tomorrow is going to be really bad. But be that as it may, Clemson at the White House. I did not get my invite by the president. Really fucking pissed about it. Really fucking pissed. Uh, Donald, the Donald, the president of the United States. I lost several hundred thousand dollars to you at Trump Plaza, at Trump Marina, and at the Taj Mahal. Least you could do is give me an invite so I can hang out with Clemson. As I predicted, they would piss all over Alabama and beat Alabama, and they did. So again, let me reiterate. I know I said it once. I could never say it enough. Fuck Nick Saban. Fuck Alabama. Roll tide and get on your knees and blow my dick as I come in your face. Fuck you. Fuck Alabama. Fuck Nick Saban. Clemson as the national champs. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Moses. Thank you, Allah. Because from a gambling standpoint, I love where everyone thinks something is a sure thing and then they get so destroyed. So forever, Alabama will never be a sure thing again. They did not cover three straight games. They did not cover three straight games. They didn't cover against Oklahoma in the semifinal. They didn't cover in the uh, SEC championship game and they lost the national championship getting humiliated. So Alabama ends the year not covering three straights. All you Bama fans that chased them into the ground, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Now, do I respect Alabama as arguably the greatest college football team ever? 100%. Push comes to shove. If I got a better game for my life, let's say my wife and my children's lives are on the line. Do I want Nick Saban coaching? Oh, fuck it. He's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. What people did not see is Clemson was flat out fucking better. They were much better. And they humiliated Alabama. Only because Alabama lost so many amazing players. Clemson kept their players. Clemson kept their offensive defensive line. There were specific players that came back to win the championship. And that's why Clemson was better. Okay? They were better all fucking year. People just didn't realize it. Because seniors came back with the sole purpose of winning the championship. Most of the time, that didn't happen. It didn't happen in Alabama. Alabama lost key players on the offense and defensive line. It wasn't exposed until they played Clemson. It wasn't exposed until the second half where Oklahoma went up and down the field on them. It wasn't exposed what they did not cover in the SEC championship game. You saw cracks, but you didn't want to believe that Nick Saban could get humiliated, and they got humiliated. I mean, that was fucking scary. I mean... It was a joke. Game was over in the first five minutes of the fucking game. Okay, brings us to the NFL playoffs right now. you got four teams left. Uh, New England, Kansas City, LA Rams, New Orleans Saints. All four of those teams, make no mistake about it, can win the Super Bowl. There is not that much different in talent, in coaching, in personnel between New England, Kansas City, New Orleans, Los Angeles Rams. Pretty much dead even. Now, last week, there was a lot of pretenders. Last week, there was a lot of fraud. So if you ever thought the L.A. Chargers had a prayer of beating the New England Patriots, obviously you saw you were dead wrong. If you ever thought that Phillip Rivers was going to win a Super Bowl without home field advantage, that's never going to fucking happen. Now, did they have an epic run down the stretch? Absolutely. Did they play phenomenal ball the second half of the season? Fuck yes. Kansas City and Indianapolis, the two hottest teams in the NFL. Patriots came in limping. Chiefs came in with a lot of question marks. The Rams absolutely fell apart. You know, they forgot how to even play. I mean, they just were not good. Philadelphia Eagles only started playing good the last four games of the year, 
Dallas Cowboys played pretty good, but you never believe in the Dallas Cowboys. So the two hottest teams are the Indianapolis Colts and the Kansas City Chiefs, and they both got steamrolled, and they both got crushed, and they both got buried, and they both got blown out. And, you know, if you watch the New England game, 7-0, then 7-7, you're like, wow, we might have a game there. And New England basically just put the game away, scoring uh, four straight times. Goodbye. See you so long. Bye-bye. The dominance of New England, the absolute destruction of San Diego, really was not indicative by the score because it was much worse than it was. It was men against boys. I don't know what Anthony Lynn was doing. I don't know why he didn't make any adjustments. I don't know why their defensive coordinator suck fucking dick. Maybe did a couple of eight balls before the game and was too wired and just was too stubborn to change. But Bill Belichick, you give him two weeks to prepare, he's almost impossible to beat. He's been impossible to beat with New England. He was impossible to beat when he was the New York Giants defensive coordinator. And you give Parcells... Belichick, two weeks to prepare. Uh, they're rarely losing. It would take a fucking miracle. They rarely lose, okay? And Bill just absolutely taught Anthony a lesson. And the Chargers were lost. They were fucking lost. You know, it made New England look a lot better than they are. Is New England the most experienced team left? Absolutely. Bottom line, are you going to bet on New England over any of these other four teams when you're behind closed doors, if you're talking to yourself in the mirror? Probably. Now, I know they have to go to Kansas City. I know Kansas City's a favorite in the game. I understand that. But pretty much, you're talking about Andy Reid, who has choked more times than you can count on your fingers. Okay? So, in other words, you can't really have a lot of confidence when you're talking about Bill Belichick against Andy Reid. You really can't. Now, did Andy Reid with Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens, I think one of them was like throwing up on the sidelines. I think it was Donovan McNabb. They played New England heads up in the Super Bowl. Heads up, straight up, and the difference, as it turns out, Adam Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri, Adam Vinatieri. The narrative that Andy Reid has choked I think he normally just gets beat by better teams. Even if he's home, even if he's had home field in the playoffs, he's gotten his ass kicked. But in the Super Bowl, he really played very well. And you can't really say Bill Belichick outcoached him because he did not. It was a standstill. It was a standoff when he took the Eagles to the Super Bowl against the Patriots. But they had Adam Vinatieri and so on. That's how it went. Bang, bang, bang. So the game coming up right now, New England, Kansas City, I mean, it's arguably one of the greatest anticipated games ever, 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 ever. Then you're going to add to it the weather, okay? It's supposed to be sub-zero, supposed to be a fucking snowstorm, a windstorm, 15 degrees. So the elements are going to affect both teams. New England knows how to play in this type of weather. Kansas City showed you last week they know how to play in this type of weather. So the weather is not going to give an edge to either team. New England's already beaten Kansas City this year. New England had them dead. Kansas City came back. Kansas City covered, okay? They were a three-and-a-half, four-point dog. They lost by three. It was a shootout. It was exciting. And might be same exact game again. It's going to be hard for New England to go into Kansas City and beat them two times in the same season. It's going to be hard for New England, regardless of they haven't had the respect normally they have. A lot of doubt is doubting Tom Brady. Statistically, didn't have his greatest year. 
look very vulnerable. They lost three straight games on the road. I mean, they get beat by teams pretty handily that you would never think could, but they did. They got shellacked. So there is maybe some vulnerability from Belichick and from Brady and their entire team totally. But again, Kansas City, really tough to really say definitively, hey, Stu, Andy Reid's going to go to the Super Bowl. He's going to piss on Belichick. He's going to piss on Brady or he's going to beat him with the second-year quarterback. It's going to be very hard to sell that to the general public. Now, Kansas City is a favorite. They're three, three and a half, but pretty much they're home. So it's a dead even game. On a neutral field, this game would be dead even. Be pick'em. Probably should be pick'em. They are the both the best teams in the AFC. Uh, the Chargers look like they might have been. The Colts look like they might have been. They were both the hottest teams going into the playoffs, but as it turns out, they both spit the bit, they shit the bed. And that was the end of that story. So now you got New England, Kansas City, pretty much how it should be played. The Chiefs were very impressive stopping the Colts, stopping Luck, stopping Frank Reich. Now, for all you people that don't know Frank Reich, he was the backup quarterback to Jim Kelly, where they got torched four straight years in a row, losing four straight Super Bowls. Their first Super Bowl was their best shot to win. They lost in overtime to the New York Giants at Tampa Bay. Florida is where the game was played. Whitney Houston sang the national anthem. I mean, we were almost at war. It was the first time they used metal detectors. It took fucking hours and hours and hours to get into the game. Of course, I was at the game. I've gone to 19 Super Bowls. So when the Giants won that game, Frank Reich was the backup quarterback to Jim Kelly. And then Buffalo went back, back-to-back -back Super Bowls. And they got humiliated at the Rose Bowl on my birthday, January 31st, 1992, and got humiliated by the Dallas Cowboys. And Frank Rock sat there and watched Jim Kelly get fucking torched. And then, miraculously, Buffalo went back to Atlanta, Georgia, which was at that game too. And they played the Dallas Cowboys much closer, much better game. Jim Kelly was coming down to cover the number, and Dallas stopped them. And then Buffalo again went back to the Super Bowl against the Washington Redskins in Minnesota. I remember vividly, met John Madden, hung out with him, met Prince, hung out with him. I think I went to a college basketball game the Saturday prior to the Sunday Super Bowl. Iowa played Minnesota. I got the biggest fucking popcorn I ever had in my life. Sat center court, three rows up, ate the fucking popcorn, and I was so fucking happy. And outside the stadium, it was snowing, Minnesota, obviously. It was Washington Redskins against the Buffalo Bills after they got torched three straight Soup Bowls. And uh, Mark Rippon, I think, lit him up like a fucking Christmas tree and Buffalo got blown out. So Frank Reich knows a lot about losing. And as the Indianapolis Colts just saw, he just got blown out. I mean, Chiefs are much better than Indy. They showed it. They pissed on them. Indy played amazing down the stretch. Indianapolis winning their first playoff game. You were like, wow, that offensive line. Wow, that defensive line. Wow, Locks got it together. T.Y. Hilton, blah, 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 blah. Crushed, bye-bye. Golf, Colts. Golf charges, two hottest teams in the NFL. New Orleans Saints were on the ropes. Sean Payton had to be holding his dick in his mouth with Drew Brees and... The Saints could never lose at home, and they were a lock at home, and they got home field advantage. They're a lock to go to the Super Bowl. Doug Peterson had them on the ropes in the first quarter, 14-0. I think it was like 150 yards to 20 yards. Uh, 
The Eagles had the game in their hands. It was over. It was bye-bye New Orleans. If you were watching that first quarter, nobody was saying jack shit besides, I cannot believe Philadelphia is on this run and they could win the Super Bowl again. Because sure as fuck, if they beat New Orleans, they were going to crush the Rams or the Cowboys. As it turns out, they would have had to beat the Rams. And they would have gone into Los Angeles and beat the fuck out of it. And make no mistake about it. And as it turns out in a playoff game, always as it is, a turnover decides the game. And Nick Foles had his receiver wide open. And he underthrew the ball. And instead of the game being 21-0, see you so long. Bye-bye, New Orleans! The game flipped right on the dime. And from that point forward, New Orleans really humiliated Philadelphia. I mean, Philly covered, and I had Philly as my best bet, and thank God they covered. But that was a fucking miracle. And as it turns out, Philadelphia had a chance to win the game. And again interception. You cannot turn over the ball in the playoffs when it counts. It's impossible to overcome. Impossible. So New Orleans, although they played a masterful game and really pissed all over Philadelphia, to kill the defending champs, it took an interception to do it when they were back on the heels at about a minute and 20 left. New Orleans dominated the game from the second, third, and fourth quarter. It was fucking incredible. But the first quarter, they were about to be destroyed and knocked out of the playoffs, and they held on. Rams pretty much dominated the game. C.J. Anderson, a fucking beast. Must have gained like 50 fucking pounds. Looked like Jerome Bettis. Looked like the fucking bus. Looked like a tractor trailer. I mean, motherfucker, he ran all over the Cowboys. They were not ready for that. They really weren't. And Goff looked good enough. I don't love Goff. I really don't. I really do not. And, you know, Jared has underwhelmed me the entire year, and especially the month of December. They put like shit. And against the number, they have not been great. But on paper, unequivocally, no two ways about it, they have the best personnel out of the four teams left by far. I mean, boy, it's not even close. It is not close. They just don't play as well as their personnel says they are, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You can, you can go, you can really score on them. You can move on them. Now, Sean McVay is a fucking genius. Everybody wants to suck his dick. Everybody wants him as their coach. Anybody that he's ever tongue kissed, he's ever shook his hand, he's ever hugged it out, all of a sudden he's become the word of God. Sean McVay. Oh, you know Sean McVay? You got the job. You know Sean McVay? You can fuck my mother. You know Sean McVay? You can eat my wife's asshole. Eat a pussy. Lick or clit, because you you know Sean McVay. I mean, Sean McVay goes to any fucking restaurant. Fucking, they close the place. Hey, Sean, what do you want? Sean, just talk. And everybody goes, wow, 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 wow. So, you know, like 40 coaches have got jobs because of Sean McVay. He's one cock. He's one dick. He's won absolutely nothing, and he's no lock to beat the Saints this week. Now, can he? Absolutely. Can he win the Super Bowl? Absolutely. He has the best personnel. He had if you add up special teams, kickers, offense, defense, stars. Pretty much I think they got, you know, payroll. It's fucking crazy. They have the best personnel, but they're no lock to beat the Saints. 
but they were a lock pretty much to win against the Cowboys. Cowboys almost covered. They were right there. I mean, they were right there. I mean, you know, Dak played good enough. Elliott played good enough. They just, their defense just ran out of gas. You know, ran out of gas. Pretty much that's what happened. You know, it's very hard to win in the playoffs on the road. It used to be impossible to win on the road. I grew up in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, okay? You never went into somebody's house and beat them. Never, never. Football was different then. Football was much more psycho then. My favorite team is the Oakland Raiders, and when you over, when you went over the middle, you died. Uh, when you ran a slant, uh, you got your head decapitated, you got your knees broken, you got punched in the stomach. Your quarterbacks then got fucking killed. They were able to take your quarterback, pick him up in the air and drop him on his fucking head, pile on, spit on him, gouge his fucking eyes. So when everybody says, wow, look at the great quarterbacks we have right now. Look at the great receivers. Look at the great running backs. Look how many points are being scored. The game is much different. It's a jerk-off game compared to what it was in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So all these quarterbacks, all these receivers are not better than Joe Montana, are not better than Jerry Rice, never will be, never have been. No, no, no. Because these quarterbacks would die if it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. They would fucking die. They would get hurt because the game was played to knock you out of the game. That was the game plan. So, although I was a big Brett Favre fan, and I think Brett Favre is, is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, he's higher rated than most people. I think he's as good as anybody ever, period, done, end of the fucking conversation. I think he's as good as anybody ever. He's as good as Brady. He's as good as Breeze. He's as good as Elway. He's as good as Aikman, and Elway and Aikman are my two favorites. But the eye test for Brett Favre is he was a motherfucking animal. And he was an animal when Greg Williams, who I think right now is the defensive coordinator of the New York Jets, round of applause. <laughs> Finally, the Jets got a guy that it's 99.9% Greg Williams will be the defensive coordinator. When you play the Jets, you better fucking have your head on a swivel because you're going to get fucking knocked out and you're going to get brain damage and we're going to fucking kill you. So I'm pretty happy about that. But Greg Mil Williams put a bounty for the Saints on Sean Payton's and Drew Brees' only Super Bowl, they put a bounty on Brett Favre when he quarterbacked for the Minnesota Vikings, and he threw an interception in overtime. Minnesota had them dead. Minnesota had them beat. Listen, as good as Drew Brees is, he's won one motherfucking Super Bowl, not five. He can't lick Brady's cock. Now you can say Brady is Belichick. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to fucking hear it. As great as Drew Brees is, he's got one motherfucking Super Bowl, and it came when Greg Williams won the Super Bowl. Not Drew Brees, Greg Williams, not Sean Payton, Greg Williams. He put a bounty on Favre. The only reason that they beat the Vikings because of the bounty on Favre. Make no mistake about it, I watched it. I watched every player replayed the game five fucking times. It was psycho. Brett Favre took hits to his knees, to his legs, to his skull, to his back. Dirty, 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 dirty. And the motherfucker stood up like a fucking man. The toughest quarterback ever. Pound for pound, the best ever. Yeah, he made mistakes. Yeah, he threw interceptions. But he played more games than anybody ever. I mean, you, I mean Eli Manning can't hold his cock. 
Although Eli Manning is a tough motherfucker because when he won his Super Bowls, especially his second one, San Francisco 49ers tried to fucking kill him. They sacked him 15 fucking times. He took nine hits in the game. He should have never fucking got up. And he gets up like Gumby and threw a pass down the sidelines. That was fucking incredible. So I don't think Eli can hold Brett Favre's jock, but you got to take your head off to Eli. One of the toughest quarterbacks ever, 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 ever. Greatest quarterback ever in the playoffs and the most pathetic quarterback most of the time in the regular season. Pathetic. Not not good. Pathetic. I don't want to hear you got to give him pathetic. He's pathetic. Did have two of the greatest Super Bowl runs ever, 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 ever. Okay. So Greg Williams, I know I'm all over the place here, but he's going to be for the Jets. But the point becomes now, you're coming down to four teams here. New England's at Kansas City. Both teams are dead equal. Dead equal. Dead equal. Dead equal. Everything's equal. Head coach is equal. Dead equal. Defense is equal. Special teams equal. Kansas City a little younger. New England more experienced. Andy Reid's legacy is on the line here because if he does not win here, he's not winning next year. This is his shot to win the Super Bowl. Make no mistakes about it. Now you could say, well, New England has an edge. Tom Brady's pissed. Tom Brady says we suck and no one thinks we can win a game. And you could say, Stu, that's motivation. Brady's rolling in. Do you know who we're talking about here? Bill Belichick, greatest coach ever. Tom Brady, greatest winner ever. Greatest quarterback ever. He's going for a sixth Super Bowl. I know the deal. I know the story. I've seen it all. If you're giving me an edge right now, I think Andy Reid needs the game more than Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Andy Reid. Forget about Kansas City. Forget about the great quarterback. Forget about everybody on the team. Andy Reid needs this fucking game. He needs this game like you breathe air. He needs this game like when you go into the prom, you have to at least get a hand job. If you can get a blow job and you can get laid, you're a king. But that's not normally what happens, as we know. Didn't happen for me either. Okay? You got to get a hand job. You got to come, though. You know, you really got to come. I mean, you got to come. So Andy Reid, his legacy, his life is on the line here. Not better than Bill Belichick, I'd say is his equal. Kansas City Chiefs are not better than New England Patriots, I'd say it's equal. The storyline is equal. It's absolutely equal. It's, I can't wait for the fucking game to start. It's 3-57. If you're betting New England, good luck. If you're betting Kansas City, good luck. If you're betting the over, good luck. If you're betting the under, good luck. Because... Before the game starts, or if you don't have my information, it's dead equal. You are not making a mistake no matter what, even if you lose. It's a tough fucking game. It really is a motherfucking tough game. And then you go over to Sean McVay against Sean Payton. I mean, Sean Payton, for all the bullshit and all the glory and all the accolades, he's won one fucking Super Bowl. That's it, one. One. One Super Bowl. Sean McVay, for all the coaches that are getting hired because it is douchebag, 
And for all the fucking accolades this fucking guy is getting. Now listen, maybe the most impressive individual I've ever saw. He's as smart as Albert Einstein. He has a photographic memory. He remembers his first hand job in ninth grade. He remembers every girl's clit he's licked, every ass he's eaten. He remembers everything his mother and father have ever said to him. He remembers every coaching job he's ever had. His recall on plays off the top of his head is Kreskin-like, is prophet-like, is God-like. But he's one dick. He's one cock. He really has, okay? And down the stretch, he looked like fucking shit. Now, he has had injuries, but injuries are part of the game. His epic running back got hurt, understood. Whoever the fuck found C.J. Anderson, wow, what a scouting job there. What a motherfucker, because he's a total champ. He's a fucking champ. And without C.J. Anderson, they do not beat the Dallas Cowboys. Make no mistake about it. Make, Todd Gurley's not beating the Dallas Cowboys. They're not. And Jared Goff, Jared Goff would not. And Troy McVay would not. C.J. Anderson, divisional round NFC MVP. Holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. Look like jo Jerome Bettis in his prime reincarnated, rolling down the fucking hill. Fucking 280 pounds, it looked like, of motherfucking lard running at the speed of light, just knocking fucking people out, knocking people over. Without C.J. Anderson, the Rams are golfing right now. Golfing instead of golfing as Jared Goff prepares to go on the road into New Orleans. And the storyline that you cannot win in New Orleans has already been dispelled by Philadelphia because Philadelphia had him on the ropes. I mean, had him on the ropes, okay? They are up 14-0, should have been up 20-0, game should have been over. New Orleans did play great in the second, third, and fourth quarter, but in the last four minutes of the fucking game, they were about to choke the game away. They were about to give the game away. They miss a field goal to go up 23-14. They don't cover the point spread, which is significant. Is significant. As Big Cat always says, good teams win, great teams cover. And although he says it flippantly as a joke, it's probably the most prophetic and correct thing he's ever said. Good teams win. Great teams cover. And it shows a kink in New Orleans armor, even though they're home. They're no lock against the Rams. Sean Payton ain't no fucking genius no more. Doug Peterson really had him on the ropes. They were dead. They were dead. The Eagles played one quarter and four minutes of a game and almost beat the New Orleans Saints, the odds-on favorites to win the Super Bowl. They played an amazing first quarter and they played a real strong five minutes of the fourth quarter and that's it. Otherwise, they weren't even in the game. Otherwise, they were fucking golfing before they were golfing. So I don't want to hear, hey, New Orleans, you can't win there. Sure as fuck you could win there. You just saw they could win there. You can say the Saints were lucky to get out of there alive. You really could say that. The Rams pretty much dominated wire to wire to wire, ran right over the Dallas Cowboys, which no one thought they could do, which Cowboys defense all year has been a great, they got great, they got great linebackers, young linebackers. When Sean Lee can't even make the field, you know how great their linebackers are. And the Rams ran, their ball, ran the ball right down their motherfucking throat. 
consistently time after time after time after time. Cowboys were not prepared for the onslaught of the aggressiveness of the Rams offensive line and C.J. Anderson, pretty much. So when you roll into this week, New England at Kansas City, KC 3-3.5 over under 57, it's anybody's game. Rams at New Orleans, New Orleans 3 over under 57, it's anyone's game. Now, I'm definitely going to have opinions on these games. I'm definitely making them 50 dimers. I will definitely be betting 50,000 each game. I will have 30,000 of my clients worldwide. Their ball sacks will be on these games. I plan on winning both games. It's my time of year to shine. I was pretty much dog shit in the bowls. Did not have a winning bowls. Ended it strong where we had to make almost a bridge jump a bet on Clemson. And it won, and it won outright. And uh, swept the divisional round of the playoffs where I gave you the Patriots as a lock. I gave you the Cheats as a 50-dimer. And I gave you the Eagles as an underdog against the grain, against the public, winning. So we're rolling into this weekend, three straight 50-dimers under my belt. We roll into the weekend on Sunday. Just can you actually wait until New England plays Kansas City in a blizzard in 15-degree weather? Belichick, Reed. And it's just going to be absolutely phenomenal. Rams at Saints. The genius, which he's one cock, does have a photographic memory. Very impressive, Einstein-like. Sean McVay against maybe the over, biggest overrated coach ever, Sean Payton. I mean, he's won one fucking Super Bowl. He's lucky to win that Super Bowl. Had to fucking have an onside kick at the fucking, coming out of the fucking half to start the second half. He doesn't get that fucking onside kick. He doesn't even win the Super Bowl. And Peyton Manning, you know, did one of his choke jobs in the playoffs and his choke job when the money's on the line. For a quarterback, Peyton Manning is supposed to be so fucking great. He choked more than any quarterback I've ever seen. Belichick, Reed, McVeigh, Peyton. And it's going to be fucking incredible. Both games are going to be incredible. So that's my quick recap. Spilling a little college football in with Clemson pissing on Alabama. Fucking A. Hoorah! And you can get over to StuFinder.com for all my picks. StuFinder.com. You can get over to BeLikeStu.com and get all my merchandise, 58 items. I'm rolling them out like I'm Barstool Sports. Just keep rolling merchandise after merchandise after merchandise, new merchandise every single day. And rate the podcast highly if you love listening to me. I appreciate your ear. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your patience. I appreciate you dealing with me, my inflection, the way I talk. But I give 100% to you, my heart, my soul. I lay it on the line. As you know, this is podcast number 34. Rate it highly. Give it a rating. Spread the word. And the reason you've taken time to listen to me on all my social media for that matter is, again, as always, I'm Stu Finer, your fucking host.